What's up, everybody? You are here listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn and Potables. Here today with me, Mike, I have Mary, I have Dan and Steve of Process Potables here hanging out with us. And today we are going to discuss the movie Superbad. So who wants to start off? I mean, I have a kind of a, a take on this. I don't know if you guys want to like me after this whole thing. Oh, no. But I guess before we get into that, let's uh, talk about what we're drinking here. Who wants to start off what we're drinking? I mean, I can, but uh, go ahead, Mary. You start, I can start. off. I'm drinking the uh, Squeezins, and that's by Bonesaw Brewing Company. All right. Dan, what do you got? So I feel weird because I think this is the first time on any content across the Podcast Photos Network that I'm not drinking beer, but it's Uh-oh. alcoholic. I don't know if I'm going to get any shit for this because me and Steve have been notoriously anti-seltzer. This is not a seltzer because I've never had one and it's don't not. know that I will. I'm drinking a Corona Refresca, which I randomly came across. I think I, the first time I bought them was for the first Mike Scott Hive tailgate that we went to where we recorded our bonus episode that Mike Scott listened to. Mm. Um, but they, I don't know what they would consider this. I guess it's just like a cocktail. It's only like 4.5%, but it's just like alcohol juice. It kind of brings me back to drinking like a Capri Sun with my Lunchable. Ooh. But I'm also getting a little bit turnt. <laughs> wait, so. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What kind of Lunchable are we drinking here? Are we, are we eating here? The turkey, American cheese with the Reese cup. That's, yes. the, that's the case. Yes. That's the combination. Yes. And then, right, and yeah, then, this, is, and then yes. this is the uh, Pacific, Pacific Cooler. Cooler. Yes. Yep, that's that's the it. only Lunchable that I have. Does your mom pack you a Have a sip of Corona without getting the COVID. My mom didn't make my lunch. That's why I ate Lunchables because it's just like, hey, I bought five of these. Figure it out. <laughs> and then I'd eat like three of them in a day because yep. I didn't have any other meals. And that's like, I don't know what I'm going to eat for lunch the rest of the week. <laughs> that's another story. I'm drinking the passion fruit lime. They have two other flavors. I think there's a guava lime and I think there's some coconut thing, which I fucking hate coconut. But yeah. I but I was able to drink that one. So I will vouch that all three are good, whether you really care about the flavors or not. But this uh, passion fruit lime is my favorite one. I got to pack just of that today because I haven't had this in months. It, it's, it's a summer drink. So obviously we're... I don't know what day or month it is because of Corona, but you know I haven't drank these for a while because it was cold and today was hot. So here we are, refreshing, nice. And I'm drinking the American Dino Sour from our friends at Eight and Sand. Uh, it's six percent ABV, and it's a uh, very very delicious. Big I thumbs do. up there, buddy. Yeah, got it right this time. Ten four. <laughs> and finally, I am drinking the Psycho Simcoe IPA from Three Threes. Probably my new favorite brewery right now. I mean, they're killing it with these IPAs. Absolutely. So, yeah. Great people as well. Mike and I are are, uh, drinking very on-brand beers. Yes. Cover art that matches our tattoos or shirts. Yes. (laughs) Very. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. It is very spot on for you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, on today's bonus episode, like I said previously, we're going to discuss the movie Superbad. Now, Dan and Steve love this movie and apparently dan wrote a paper on it in college from what you told me before yeah was it because i know we both went the round for rtf so was it being coolies class where you had to write like two pretty extensive papers on movies i don't remember i I remember i wrote like a 13 page paper on halloween from 1970 so yeah that's the same class i'm talking about because i wrote like an 18 page paper on clerks and then i think i wrote like 12 or 13 on super yeah i don't remember who the professor was but i remember writing like i think it was being coolie but it might have been been a different one was was 13 pages considered a long paper for you I mean, kind All right, of. fucking criminal justice I'm master's just degree. Like, go, all right, go we know you're above the law, Judge Dredd, all right? <laughs> oh, I am not above Listen, the law. Listen, like, if you, want, yeah, if you want to get into the criminal justice side of fucking Officer Slater here, then, like, <laughs> fine. Like, put your degree to work for I once. I could but. if you want to, but no one will find it interesting. But, yeah, Superbad, prob- I mean, that's probably the top two movies of my life is Clerks and then Superbad, uh, which made them very easy to write about at the time. For a college class, it felt like, like, I was pretty scared. I did the Clerks one first. So once I did the Clerks one and, like, didn't get an F, I felt fine doing the Superbad yeah. one. But I was really scared that he was going to be like, like, this doesn't count. Like, I right just about felt a like real movie. the professors at Rowan, all the movie guys and TV guys were just literally right about whatever the fuck you want. Yep. And they super chill, care. super That's encouraging. Cool. And now I was going to ask you, like, because how do you write a paper 
Or, I mean, you got to have that fear about writing a paper like, oh, this is like a really raunchy movie with all these curse words. Like, yeah. I mean, I, like, they I could care. imagine like professors of mine would be like, oh, hell no. I can't, I cannot begin to tell you what I actually wrote about. Yeah. I, I mean, don't it's remember been a years. goddamn thing. Oh, yeah, sure. About that movie. Now, I, I think there were specific bullet points we had to hit. So oh, I don't sure. think it was yeah. just an 18 page diatribe. I think it was broken in sections. Cause I think you had to talk about like, you know, the way that they, they filmed specific shots. It's kind of like a treatment kind of. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's sort of like that. Yeah, you're right. So kind of breaking down the movie. Yeah. You, I think you had to go between like characters and plot and casting and shooting and uh, aesthetics and things like that. So it wasn't just like, oh, I have this. It wasn't like a thesis on super bad. Like, I like sure. this movie. Here's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, 18 Clerks, pages wide. Well, Clerks has got to be a great paper to do on right. that because, that, like, it's, yeah. dude, if you know me, like, yeah. I, like, like, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. Like, like my SAT was like writing was my worst part. Like, writing's hard for me. I like like creative writing and stuff as like a musician, but like writing papers, it has always been the, the hardest thing for me. For me to write 18 pages tells yeah. you that like you that movie, shit. that movie had, well, that that movie has enough, enough things to write about. Like you can't bullshit 18 pages. Like super bad. I probably bullshitted a good amount of 13 yeah. pages. Cause there's not a whole lot of like serious things to talk about, but like clerks to me is legitimately like a masterpiece of film. When you consider yeah. the budget and the, the the characters like people that are like really never acted before you're talking about people that are doing like local theater when you talk about filling that much time it's i mean it's basically a, a seinfeld a seinfeld episode mention. into yeah. a movie so when you're talking about seinfeld being a show about nothing and it's like 23 minutes yeah. an episode you're talking about stretching that out into probably what an hour 30 hour 45 like there there is some like genius level shit to making that work and making it be entertaining and and the entire Kevin, I know I'm going completely off right now, but the entire Kevin Smith universe, there are there are pieces there where people will actually give it a claim, and then there's a bunch of stoner bullshit that like a lot of people probably don't relate to or really enjoy. Where I think Clerks is the one that sticks out above all that. Where like even people that probably don't relate to the universe of of Kevin Smith and that you know view askew yeah. universe that they will appreciate Clerks in, in a standalone sense. It makes sense, yeah. And before we really go deep into the movie that is super bad, now Mary, you also like super bad. I'm assuming that you're here with us. Yes, very much so. All right. I only so, she has a choice, though. I mean, yeah, I I mean, she has a, somewhat a of a choice. I would, I would assume. I guess before we really get into it, I kind of want to ask you guys. I mean, I want to go last in this because I have a specific take on this movie that <sighs> I want to hear it first. I'm so nervous. So before we get into, into that, I want to kind of ask you guys, like a little round table, you know, when was the first time you saw this? Like, what was your first reaction seeing this movie? You know, like, how did you feel about this movie? Because, like, this movie changed, like, a lot for comedy, I feel like. like it really kind of, like, changed the game. I mean, it, it kind of revisited the same plot as, like, you know, it's going, like, High school kids, you know, wanting to have sex, same yeah, same bullshit that, you it see. It was that trope of like tonight's the night. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, this shit's gonna go down. The, the main have... thing I've seen it comped to is Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Yes. What was your thought first seeing this movie? I'll start with Mary here. She's right next shit. to me. When I first saw this movie, I don't know. It was just very like it was very what it is like to be a teenager, and it was very uncensored. Like I feel like a lot of them, it's it's. Even the Revenge of the Nerds. Those guys were like 30, 40 years old. Like, Michael Sarah was 19 yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I very much felt like I was like, oh, like even the awkward sex scenes, I'm like, the first time you have sex, though, it's super awkward. And I didn't necessarily want to see that with McLovin, but I was like, I get it. I have a and boner. Me and you were in high school when this movie came out. <laughs> yes. I don't know if Dan and Steve, were you guys in high school when this movie came out or were you guys in college? Freshman year of like, college? Oh, seven. I think I'm, the, I think yeah. I'm so, the youngest. Yeah, you're the youngest here. I was a junior. Like so, sophomore, junior in high school when this movie came so out. And I was in like eighth or ninth. So you were like, grade. even oh, oh wow. shit. I was a freshman. God, I mean, you're younger. Damn than it, you. yeah. I was a freshman, and I saw this in theaters, and I absolutely loved it. Like, How the fuck right were you away. allowed to see this movie? Listen, man, <laughs> Do you even know what sex is? Well, yeah. Okay. Can we change the subject? Let's move on. Anyway. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I mean, so, being a freshman in college, this is wheelhouse stuff because it's their last year of high school. Yeah. So clearly, we were like the key demographic of this kind of thing. But the the thing about this movie that 
is is my big takeaway as to why I think this resonates with me, and I think everybody here will relate to this to some degree. Me and C's friendship is built on this concept for the most part. Like, I try to think back, and I think the furthest back I can go to where this really, like, this emanated, and then I feel like as this culture emanated, you're able to go back to further films and bring them a part of it. You guys can agree or disagree or maybe pick a different movie that you think. But like Anchorman in 2004 was the first movie that I that I really remember having so many lines that like everybody was just saying over and yeah. over from a movie. Now, that also really came into its own with Chappelle's show from TV yeah. where like yeah. Chappelle's show would air and you'd go in the school the next day Everyone and all the big line. lines from that, everyone's screaming them down the hallway. It was definitely stuff like Anchorman, Step Brothers, stuff like right. that. And then Superbad came out and it was kind of a more like, I feel like a lot of those like Virginia movies are like, it's this big elaborate scheme and it was kind of bumbling in, in Superbad, but it was real. It was like this shit could actually happen. And, that, and that's the thing. So like, we, I'm sure a lot of us quote Anchorman lines, but a lot of the Anchorman lines are so over the top and outrageous because he's portraying this this like larger than life character that you can use them. But how naturally do they come? Like they, they're not as everyday applicable. And Superbad was the one because again at that point I'm like 18, so 19 years old, and they're like 17 years old that everything they're saying to me is like oh man like that's funny as shit and I, I mean half those things i was probably already saying something along the lines so that stuff came up so naturally between me and my friend group and it's also in our wheelhouse of things we already enjoyed so the minute we see that movie the next you know 13 years of our life it, it, we're spewing it out all the time and we're laughing together about it and having fun with it so not only do i think the movie as a whole is very enjoyable but so much of it became a culture of my friend group. The substantial part of my life that it has been a part of is like, it's almost like weird to talk about how ingrained in my existence it's become. Yeah. It's definitely to your point about uh, like how relatable it is. Whereas like Anchorman, there's no such thing as an actual Anchorman who's anything like Ron Burgundy and even Step Brothers. Like, Have you watched Fox News? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shit. for different reasons, I guess. And then Step Brothers, like it's a very over the top, you know, these yeah, like 40, 40 year old guys who are. I mean, they were 40 like, you know, and that came out in, in what? 2008? Yeah, so, 2008. You know, I'm 31 now. That was 12 years ago. Yeah, you so can't relate to at that. At that point, and, and I'm, an only, I'm an only child at that point. So for me to be have any idea of a sibling relationship or anything, <laughs> no. and also be 40 and, like, yeah. live with, you know, step-parents and stuff. Like, I, I, you know. And step-brothers, they had that awkwardness that it was, like, it was, like, it was really cringe at sometimes, but, like, that's being a teenager. It's, like, you say shit and you're, like, you look back and you're, like, oh, fuck. I actually, I, like, um, full disclosure, I did not like Step Brothers when it came out. Like, that movie aged so well for me that, like, I'm pretty sure it was only, like, it was two to three years later that, you know, I really? finally rewatched it. I was like, oh, my God, like, I didn't like this. Like, I felt, like, I felt sick about it. It was so good. It's just one of those things. with a bicycle in the front yard. It's just one like, of those things where, like, done that, but shit. you know, it, it's so immature with the humor, but it's just that, you know, the point of the movie is they were just so babied as it's kids, so as single child. Yeah. As, you know, they were just grown up to be, you know, the only child. And now that they're like 40 years old, they're not used to being, you know, man you babies. Know, have multiple siblings or anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind but of. But it's a, also, you know, again, not really relatable or what the real world is. Whereas, you know, a movie like Superman, there's parts of it where everyone has some sort of like connection to where they can relate that like, yeah. you know, what it's like going, yeah, experience. you're uncomfortable. You're going to a party. You're trying to talk to a boy or a girl who, you know, you've been drooling over or just, you know, I guess the only <laughs> thing in that movie is like, you know, as far as uh, drinking with cops and doing wheelies and burning a car, that's the only, yeah, over time. You can't but it was really still get down with that. the whole McLovin uh, element and storyline was, was still very that good. That was the so. fantastic. Also when Jonah Hill goes into the store that scene where <laughs> I never had a choice. And then he killed three different you killed her. And then he slices her. I want to know, like, what, what happened that that scene came? Because that's the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, so isn't this, this is, like, pretty much the beginning of, like, the Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, like, 
yeah. th- them talking. Pretty like these movies are all based around. I mean, that Seth Rogen's been in. I mean, it's, it's an Apatow production, so I mean, he's he's known Seth Rogen for years. Right. Yeah, they like started Freaks writing Superbad when they were thirteen. Yeah, they were right. young when they. So wrote that's what I mean. So when you're saying, you know, where did this come from? I mean, obviously, like those things didn't happen, but I'm sure like those thoughts ran through his head, and with how early they were on top of it, I'm sure they're probably like, journaling like their thoughts when like they're going through this. Like, well, I know they loosely based it off like their they call it twelfth year in Canada, their senior yeah. year. Right. They loosely. Based based it off that and i just I'm, I'm sure a lot of it's very you know embellished on and, and, and oh, I know, for sure and i know it's a judd apatow film but evan goldberg and seth rogan just really like, really took the wheel on this one though yeah, yeah. like i think Absolutely. apatow was just like the like, name they needed along to get for the ride we know that those two like those two now obviously we know can can handle the whole thing or whatever but obviously at that time you wouldn't expect them to be able to so we know that they're great storytellers and writers and i think the fact that this movie was so like it made so much sense in a weird way like that's the Apatow influence on it yes. is giving it direction right. and structure yeah. and they were and, so young when like they were both 25 when they, this movie came out right like, to think and, that and a lot of these movies deep. are are a little too long and and full of a bunch of stuff you don't need this one's just under two hours and I don't think a single scene is no. like unnecessary it doesn't drag there's nothing I would cut from exactly it. Like, not even like when they're like boop boop at the end like I'm that's like amazing. that's amazing it's amazing so the so one of the other big things to me that and it's funny because we obviously the the uh on an episode we all did together we talked about star wars and we talked about being able to balance character development and, and so you know some people being used too much and then other people not getting enough time it's impressive to me the first the, the more time i've had with this movie when you watch the movie obviously you're you're thinking about about seth and evan and they're the main characters and that's fine but as you watch this movie more and you age like they do a great job and do plenty of service to the the um, Seth Rogen, Bill Hader storyline as yes. well. That like yeah. they're not just side characters. Like you are also seeing their story parallel to like Seth and Evan, now. and and there are arcs to to all those stories, and there are backstories to that, and the way that like those entwine in what like on the surface you would think is just some dumbass stoner comedy. Dumbass stoner comedy. Did I say that right? I don't yes. know. Dumbass um, those are the types of things you don't see done well in comedies because usually it's just like slapstick stuff or dick yeah. and fart yeah. jokes or whatever. Where this one is like, yeah, I mean, they're they're talking about dicks and and yeah. cursing the whole time, but like, <laughs> there's real storytelling here, and not only one story. There are, are two to three legitimate stories if you consider like Fogel to be kind of an in-between or if you consider his like a solo arc, like there there's layers to it and you don't get a lot of like R rated to like not rated comedies that have the storytelling part be so well done. Oh God. And the best example of that is what the fuck was that? What? (laughs) (laughs) We'll cut that out. No, the best example of that was (laughs) when he, when Seth talks about the, you know, the eating foods that are shaped like dicks. Ahead, by the Mike. way, all of those drawings I found out were done by um, Evan Goldberg's brother. Because I, when I was watching that, I'm like, these are really professional dicks. <laughs> these are some serious dicks. Like children, I can, can attest draw that they are dicks. professional dicks. Especially the one where it was like they were protesting the war, and I'm like, adult drew that dick. There's no way a child did that dick. Did you ever notice that all penises are circumcised and all houses <laughs> are, are colonial? Funny story is the guy I work with, he's like 62 years old and he draws dicks everywhere at work. I don't understand. He's fucking... The best food. Do you not have an HR department? I mean, I do, but they don't work in our... (laughs) They don't work in the dick drawing division? They're in Texas. We're in New Jersey. So, I mean... Wasn't there a dick doing the uh, Macho Man elbow? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's one doing the elbow. I remember there was like the uh, the banana bean peeled (laughs) as the dick. (laughs) In the Ghostbusters lunchbox. All right, so... Come All right, let's me. hear it. Oh God, Superbad was kind of ruined for me. What? Now, who did this to you? Who did this? Now I who did this to you? <laughs> I was go- this who movie came out you? in the summer, going into my junior year of high school. So, kind of around the same time when the movie took place, similar. I mean, I guess I can kind of relate to it. But this, everyone that saw this movie. Pretty much said it's the funniest movie ever made. You know, this mm. is the movie you have to see. Expectations. You know, they blew this movie the fuck up. And I didn't get, I didn't see it in the theaters. I don't even remember you when did? exactly I saw it, but it was, 
at least a year or two after it was already released that I saw it. It was a while. I don't know why I waited so long. I guess for the fact that everyone blew it so out of proportion. You wanted like, to be that fucking guy that hated it because no, everyone I didn't else wanted like, it. I didn't like want to hate it. No, here it is. Here it is. He's upset because this movie is about this this beautiful friendship overcoming overcoming these these difficulties and and dealing with with moving on. Right. And Mike. Didn't have anybody to go see the movie with him because he didn't go see it in theaters, and everybody went and saw. Everybody went and saw without him, and he resents the movie as a result. Not entirely true, but half true. (laughs) You have a best friend because I had a best friend. I did not have a best friend in high school entirely. I had like maybe like a group that was like four of us that we always hang out. Like we always hung out all the time, but like it wasn't like anyone on the nose. Were you that? No, I never had a booping relationship. But I'm gonna boop you so hard after this. I, I mean, I, I mean, me and my girlfriend boop every night. I mean, it's just one of those things. Oh, we well, just yeah. boop each other in the nose. Congrats on the sex, buddy. Not talking about sex related. I remember the but, first yeah, time but still. I <laughs> <laughs> All right. You the beard or that one. All right. I can't. <laughs> Need a few sipsies after that. All right, so, <laughs> as I was saying, this movie was just kind of ruined for me because it was just so blown out of proportion. And I guess, like, around the time it came out, there were so many other movies that were coming out within, like, a year or two after this came out. So, like, when I was a junior and senior in high school, we had, like, Step Brothers. We had The Hangover. Like, we had a lot of Tropic good Thunder. Movies. Tropic Thunder was another one. There's just so many good movies that came out that I actually did see in theaters or, like, relatively quickly after they were, like, released, like, DVD or video, whatever. And I was just so, like, over the super bad craze because everyone was blowing it out of proportion. So you were a contrarian. So Yeah, as a nonconformist. You were just like, so, everyone loves it, fuck conformist. that. So I don't want to say that I didn't love it. Like, it, it, it is a hilarious movie when I watch it. I just watched it yesterday. And it is a funny movie. It's very quotable. But it's just so over the top for me. And I guess it's more over the top than most Apatow movies. I don't know if I would even put this movie in my top ten of comedies. Like, what? there's just so many movies. I think I'd rather. It's so cool. You're saying though. that under my roof. I, I mean, fucking you know God. that the Jersey Shore they've confirmed that they took DTF from that this movie. I mean, I believe fuck. that. I believe they took yeah. a lot of things from this movie. I mean, this movie. I would say a lot of see, movie like, is I, culture. See, I. It I, is. In, in your defense, I know we all have those, you know, one or two or three movies that we all hate for whatever reason, and maybe that's out of the bad experience around that same time you saw the movie and you could just never get into it. But I don't know, man. Super bad. It's just Super the, the influence and just like. And again, I'm not even oh. saying I hate this movie. Like this movie right. is hilarious. But yeah, it's just, I, I it's see where you're coming from, but it was just so blown out of proportion when I was in high school that everyone's like, "Oh, it's the funniest movie but it's ever one made." Of those movies that was like it had like you know we have to the, tonight's the night trope, and it could easily have. Like been like a a comedy central shit movie like you know like beer fest or something it could have been but it stuck with me I don't know what reason why but it it has I mean I guess because I wasn't really one of those kids in high school that had that kind of experience that they had so I didn't I didn't were Michael you were Michael Sarah yeah I guess to a point I was Michael Sarah in real life to that and you know I didn't relate to that movie like I guess most people would have in high school or going into college. And, you know, the one of the probably the funniest movie that I seen when I was in high school was probably The Hangover. I would probably say that Ugh. was probably one of the at the time when that movie came out. But that's not relatable to like a high school. Like when I was it's in not. high school and I saw Superbad, I'm like, OK, like fucking is awkward. And like, again, talking to people no, 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 I get your, like, the I hangover. Get the hangover initially, like the first time you saw your. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, it's you like history. I mean, honestly, now when I watch yes. it, it's probably not as funny as when it was when it's I first correct, came out. Correct. And that's because it was blown. Up. That also would have been blown out way out of proportion. Right, and yeah. I agree that had it all. I don't remember Superbad being that. Blown like it, it, it could have like been different experiences, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember being that blown out immediately. Like, I don't remember being like, this every, like big Bradley theater Cooper. thing. See, I saw the Hangover when it first was released, and I saw it twice in theaters with different groups oh, of friends, God. and oh, it was like Mr. Fucking Popular. Damn. 
See, look, excuse me, I'm not Michael Sarah in this situation. Who the fuck knows? I don't even know what the fuck I am I in this situation. But so, like, but, so can we agree? Because, so like, to my point, like, my credit to it, like, I don't really have this, I don't really have this connection with it from the immediate watch of it, but I have a connection of 13 years of this never dwindling at all for me, friends. and if not getting better, do you at least agree that this movie, like, aged better than a Hangover movie? That like, Yeah, I more- will agree with that. I, yeah. Big time. I mean, I still think the Hangover is hilarious. I think it yeah. was done really well. There's a lot of good jokes in that I had movie. No, I had no issue with any you know, of them. I, I don't enjoyed have the any whole issue thing. with that movie whatsoever, but... I think I've seen that movie way more than Superbad, I guess I would say. Really? Yes. I, I have I seen that like movie I've a seen, lot. I've seen Superbad more, and it's definitely I mean, more yeah. like, it's it's more real, like, I was in high school, XYZ. Again, I didn't have that kind like, of- I've never been like Vegas, and I locked my friend in the trunk, and we lost him on a roof, <laughs> and there was an Asian guy, and he was crazy. Yeah, like, see, I didn't have that see, experience See, I like gambling and Vegas and Asians, so like, you know. <laughs> I mean, the hangover would Well, covered, that's very specific The hangover you, would relate more to me now, because we're all aged to go to casinos and kind of live that night if we really, you know, wanted to or, or had for, to. Not for the time being, I don't but, know, super bad. Yes. I still think fucking's awkward. But I just didn't have that high school experience that those kids had. I mean, I don't movie. know that I did either, and that didn't really matter to me. No. But, like, but you and Steve also had that deep friendship that right. Seth and Evan had. Oh, we yeah. and definitely booped each other. Exactly. I had that with my best friend, Anastasia. We were best friends for, like, since, like, third See, grade. I mean, honestly, I think we, I don't even, I wouldn't even say that we had the, the Evan Seth thing. I think we had the Slater, just the two cops being fucking idiots together. I mean, you were <laughs> probably, you were probably both Seth, like, both Seth in this situation. That's like, true. I mean, I could definitely boot my best friend on the nose in high school. Steve's got a little, Steve had a little Evan in him. A little Evan he's in him, I see a little more he's Seth now. He destroyed that, but you had a little yeah. Evan in you. But see, I went to Catholic school growing up, so, like, I had no friends mm-hmm. going into public school in high school, so, like, it was completely different. How did a Catholic school we let you in? I look at you and I don't see a god. It was completely different when oh, I was but younger. We both yeah. went to Catholic. We went to the same. Catholic yeah, we went to the same Catholic. Not I'm just making fun twice. of him for being a ginger. We went yeah. to the same Catholic school twice. 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 Wow. I went to CCD for eight years. Sick. Good for you. Congrats. Thanks. I was the only kid who did not go to CCD and running. Yeah, but we went to youth Nerd. group. That's true. So, so I made up for it. So another. Uh, not to, are you are you good on your? I mean, if you have anything to add to that, trying, I mean, well, not to that. I'm just tired of hearing you not love the second again, greatest I'm not movie I don't of all love time. It. No, I you love don't Seth love Rogen. it. You, you, you enjoy Apatow. I know you don't. Hate you don't it. hate it, but you don't, you don't love it. I just think it was ruined for me when it was released because of everyone blowing out of proportion, and they were just like, "Oh, this is the funniest movie movie ever." You need to see it. If you don't see it, you're you a fucking loser. And I didn't see yeah, it. But like I kind of. Oh, wow, that's. Yeah, you know, oh, it, it was. See, I'm not you. saying it was me right now. Exact, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just one of those things that, like, I don't, I don't know. It was just so. It was so relevant. I think also because like we're very different people. Like I was very much like party, party, party yes. person in high school. Back then, and you yes. were very much like not. Yes, you're like I want to go back to Catholic. School. I mean, I didn't, I didn't drink until I was far. 20, so I had no so yeah, was, party like, things. Party I had no. Party. Yeah, I mean, I was around things. like 19 or 20 when I started drinking. So, like, I, I didn't. Was, I again, I didn't have this correlation to this. I know we touched on it, but like, I, I just, was, I don't think that that's all that important. Like, so like, you don't, you didn't, like, you don't like Animal House because you weren't a frat. Like, Animal well, no, House see, Animal House is a different. There's a different story because yeah, that that's guy my, was like 45. That's my dad's favorite movie, so I kind of grew up on that. movie. But I'm just saying, like, this this premise of I didn't have these experiences, it's justifiable. I get it. Like, obviously, it's real. But, like, there's so many great movies. Like, but it's I, like you could go back to Star Wars and be like, I never killed Palpatine, but, like, you still I've never like flown it. in space, well, but I, I love that movie. I never flew through space, but, but to, I and, love it. And to your defense, like, for, for me, like, if I say Clerks and Superbad are one and two, okay, well, Clerks, like, I worked at Wawa for seven years, and Superbad, like, you know, I had a very good best friend in high school and all these things. So, like, I get it. Like, it does help to have the, the, the parallels, but... No, no. But the other thing... And I don't know if anybody else will have any other examples of this, but I feel like this was, I might even say for the entire, I believe the correct terminology is aughts, 2000s. Yes. Okay. That like, can you come up with a cast at that point of like so many lesser knowns that went on to do so many things? The casting in this movie was insane. It really was. And the only thing I can think of kind of similarly in the 90s would be American Pie. Yes. Of how many people in that movie went like on to screen. have very successful careers. And I feel like this is that. Like, even at that point, I don't, like, Michael Sarah is pretty unknown. I think Jonah Hill's, like, tweener. He's more known. At that you point. Emma Watson. I mean. 
The only think, other one I would argue that was before oh, Superbad. Emma Stone, Emma Stone was completely unknown at that point. Yeah, that was her first movie. That was her first movie. Christopher Mintz, please. That, yeah. that that set his whole the career. The guy off. that hits uh, Jonah Hill with Joe, the car. Joe DeFoglio or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine yes. and whatnot. He goes on to do so many. Case guy attack. Even Bill Hader, I, I, this oh, is the first Bill time I think I've the, the only up. because I didn't see Hot Rod till after this. So I know Bill Hader's in that, but one that didn't really do that much for him. Also and with early Seth Rogen, and he really, I mean, he's right, but he he was still at that point. He had had a couple of roles and stuff because this few. was bef- this was after Forty Year Old Virgin, right? And like, that like would be that the movie, movie I would argue against that because they had a lot of like oh. cameos. And people Before in that movie that had good. pretty significant roles. I mean, who? I mean, who yeah. out of that would you really list besides Seth Rogen? And maybe you get like I would say Paul Rudd got Anchorman, but maybe you give him Forty Year Old Virgin as like an extended role. I don't know. You could kind of go either way with those. Who else from that? All right, movie, Catherine really? Keener, his love interest in the movie, she mm. blew up. She was in. Um, she was in a ton of movies. Is blew up the right word? Because I don't know if I've yeah. seen her in anything. Yeah. Else. I couldn't tell you her name. I don't know. Man. I mean, Elizabeth Banks was in it. She was the okay. One I, I will give you Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yeah, Elizabeth That's a good one. Right. Leslie Mann was in a ton of movies. Judd Apatow's okay, wife. Leslie Mann was in, in plenty. Jane of Lynch was in it. Jane Lynch was in plenty of stuff. Yeah. Cat Dennings was in it. Cat Dennings, I will give you. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jonah Hill was in it too. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get anything from that. Yeah. I, I don't think that Mindy near- Kaling was in it. I mean, there's a lot of no, people you Mindy don't realize Kaling were came in up that because of her writing. Yeah. She was all over the place. But again, I'm I just think that Superbad launched movie. a lot of these people. I don't it know how many. Did. But again, from if you look at it, it goes um, back to Apatow who. Wrote and directed Forty Year Old Virgin, who also produced Super Bay. Okay, he, I'm not a, arguing that. Know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm just saying it, it was. Because he can even go further back to Freaks and Geeks. So. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's where he I mean, discovered half these people. Dwight Dwight Junior is in Super Bay. Well, yeah, Clark's. You and know. then you even see uh, Danny McBride is in the background of a couple of scenes before he was known. I remember he's him in, in Super Bay. He's in the background of the first party where it's like. Yeah, I think I saw something. Danny McBride and um and Jason. Um, I knew Danny. The guy that plays. Not Jason Siegel. Apparently, Jason Siegel and Danny McBride they have like uncredited cameos. Okay. They're like I know Danny McBride. Well, Siegel's like a, an Apatow kid anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. for sure. I'm just saying, even outside of the like the screenplay and the story itself, like that movie. God, there's hundreds of movies that exist and are good because of those people in those roles. Then launch padding off of that. Like it's that a- movie set up the last 13 years of a lot of yeah. really good comedy. There's so many me. movies though that have that same trope of like tonight's the night we got to do XYZ, but for some reason like this movie sticks out. There's so many movies that yeah. it's like we got to we got to lose our virginity tonight. We got to do we got to do something crazy tonight, but this movie is just like something about it is like more than that. It's it's very real. It's not it's not so crazy. It's like where they're like we got to do what fuck ever. And, and I think unlike a lot of uh other similar movies, the fact that, like, you know, neither Evan nor Seth, like, lose their virginity. It's the McLovin who does. Like, yes. It's it's just, it's funny how, like. You build it up to be this big thing, and then it's like, oh. Yeah, like, they they don't really accomplish their goals, but they each still get the girl. Yes. I just feel like, like, Superbad is a little over the top. You know, with some of the stuff like I feel like I think you're over the top with this. I mean, like, you're an Anchorman fan, aren't you? Yes, I do love Anchorman, but how is that more over, over the top than Superbad? It's ridiculously it more over the top than Superbad. Everything in, in Superbad is very standard, except for the scene where, you know, Jonah Hill gets his, his neck sliced open. That's fantasy. But, but, yeah. but it's a that, dream that sequence dream anyway. But everything but yeah. else is yes. very like, I got a fake ID. I'm going to buy alcohol. We're going to go to a party. Right. We're going to fuck a, a cop, girl. The cop's grabbing an 18-year-old yeah. kid. The cop stuff is over the top. That is. But Anchorman's entire premise is over the top. But news teams from different news networks. Works getting into a fight. fight like that is yeah okay, the guy. that yeah all again the, that's no, one all thing the, all the characters are, with the cop stuff from Superbad and the then 70s, there's people out they no. like, literally fight in the streets and like and again color. yes so you take that whole fight scene and you equal it's that ridiculous. with the cops and Superbad that cancels no. each other out so no, no, what else no it doesn't and what else so much not. more did Jack Black punning the dog over the bridge? all four anchors are are ridiculous like over excessive stereotypes. That's what you can you can you would have in the seventies. It wasn't that normal. They are very, very excessive even for even for the, yes. the thoughts that you would have of it. I agree. Where all the characters in Superbit are very real people. They are. You can be yeah. you can be Michael Sarah. You can be being like, I'm bringing a condom and blah blah blah. You, you can't can be, be anyone from Anchorman. To no. be honest, the only character in Anchorman that's like kind of relatable is Champ. 
And that's only because that actor kind of plays that same role and everything. He's like that spent. old dirty. I wouldn't even say guy. that. I yeah, would I say, say um, Chan, but I would say if you're, I would say Paul Rudd's character. I would say the if most. you're like, I would a, say an uh, Fred, uh, person, you yeah, Fred, the producer, um, yeah. Fred Willard. Yeah, that's it. Like he's the only one because it's like okay, I can imagine him or Christina Apple. Oh, one of them too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would like. She wasn't really over the top in the movie. No, she wasn't. She has her moments, but yeah, for the most part, she's... everybody is though. So she's got to match that level, right? But that's that's not something that like we could personally read. Super bad. I can be like, you know, you fucked in high school. You went to parties in high school. It was awkward in high school. You're not like I was a TV anchor. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, well, yeah, I mean, that's the movies, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, that's no, uh, that's not sure. really the point, but uh, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. So I know, like, I'm sitting here, like, almost ready to fight you over this movie. <laughs> if I can say that I do have some issues with it, I mean, that I'm obviously it's not the perfect movie. We all agree. Well, on I can't. No, I don't know if I agree on that, but. <laughs> So the one thing that's always been weird to me is the fact that like that movie is clearly set in the same time frame, but it has very heavy seventies vibes still yeah, between a the bit. soundtrack oh, and a lot Hill's of the attire. Shirt and that when he well, the but like they joke on that. So if that like, was the only thing, that would just Aladdin. be funny that like he's wearing his parents' clothes. But it's really confusing watching that movie, figuring out exactly where they're in because really they have cell phones that. and watch internet porn. But the whole soundtrack is like seventies disco yes. stuff, and everyone's dressed like it's not the same decade. Yeah. And that's very confusing for me because, like, I don't think that it's meant to have any real implications to another decade. That's the high school thing of, like, figuring out. I I think it's almost the only thing I can think of, and I respect it, but it really serves no purpose, is that they were just completely embracing that they were doing a lot of those 70s and 80s, you know, trope type movies that you mentioned. And maybe they were just, like, paying a little bit of homage subtly, which is, like, cool. That probably is bullshit and maybe me just like again defending a movie that i love (laughs) but like i am saying that i think it's weird and i think that that could create kind of continuity issues and like maybe timeline questions of the whole thing but that's why Um, there's no super bad too right and i mean like i don't fucking care and it doesn't impact the storyline at all but if if i'm trying to be reasonable and come up with you know things that were a little weird for me or things that i can take issue with that would be one is that it's very confusing that, like, I feel like 50% of that movie is 1970 and 50% of it is 2010. And I got to say, thank God it wasn't a sequel because most of Apatow's movies, like, you can't make a sequel. To you cannot movies. make a like, sequel. Like, when he made you Anchorman 2, that was even more over uh, the top than what Anchorman original would be. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Like, you know, it was just like, that was almost like a fan service thing just to it, fucking it, make one it. Of my, was, uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes from Superbad was... Uh, when the one dude was like, oh, you guys got MySpace? And I remember everyone yeah. had the same takeaway. They're like, that's going to be the last time a MySpace joke's going to yeah. be relevant. That really dated it. I was yeah, like, like, wow, that, MySpace. Yeah, that was like at the very, very end of mm-hmm. it was. the height of MySpace. It yeah. definitely was. There are certain things, I mean, that date just date. Show. Like, you can even go to, like, the, like the office, and they talk about, like, Blackberries, and you're like, oh, God. It's very <laughs> dating. So I guess with... Us discussing Super Bad. Let's kind of compare it to what we've seen recently. So, a movie that comes to mind recently that it would be similar to would be The Good Boys that came out maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, I want to tw- say twenty nineteen. Yeah. So it was kind of similar to the story of Super Bad. I mean, it was instead of two best friends, it was three best friends. You know. They're a lot younger than the, than the guys in Superbad. You know, they were like sixth graders or something like that. And, you know, they wanted to try and see how to kiss a girl versus having sex with a girl. So it was like almost the exact same story, just a younger generation, I guess. And it was also a Seth Rogen written movie. Well, he produced it. I, yeah. Did he write it or did he just, he just he produce it? He just okay. produced it. So, I mean, I still, I still sense the Seth Rogen touch to it. Like a lot of his movies, I mean, it's, it's a vulgar movie. You're I mean, gently laugh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that this is more over the top than Super Bad? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, good. Yes. At least we agree there. Yeah, because that I don't be- think any sixth grader talks like that. Like whatsoever. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, it does, I when mean, Steve, when you Steve's grew up mom in is Paulsboro, in Paulsboro, I, li- I, I literally right now have a son who is in sixth grade. So let me. I mean, <laughs> if you grow up in a house with Steve's mom, you talk like that. But yeah, that but is I the exception to the But if I have a sixth grade, I will fuck him up. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like something that like. 
I just don't see kids that age. I mean, when I was that age. Isn't that when you start getting, like, a boner? See, I, I mean, that's one thing, but, like. I don't know what boners are like, but isn't, like. I definitely had boners in eighth grade, if that's the question. It's a weird question. It was sixth grade when those kids were, but, like. So that's, like, 11, 12. It's over the top, but I don't think it's too far over the top, because I can think when you're at that age, sixth, seventh grade, you start, you start to learn a lot of these things, especially about sex. Like you, you just start dry. You tell your friends couch. about like, like, yeah, I got a blowjob, and you're like, oh yeah, m- me too, and you don't even know what it is. Like, I mean, like a lot of oh, that. Fuck. The kids you in the movie know, didn't like even know what a blow, like the kids and... in the movie didn't even know what a blowjob was. I mean, the one kid was exactly, like, oh, like, he gave this girl a blowjob, like not even knowing what it was. You know, it, it's just humor like that. It's just over the top kind of yeah, stuff. That just made me think of like Superman. She's like, I'm gonna give you a blowjob, and I'm like, who has ever said that in the so I, exactly. So I have a take um, with the comparison of Superbad and Good Boys. The way I compare those movies, it's like, com- you know, comparing them alike is kind of how I feel when you compare Tommy Boy to Black Sheep. Okay. Now, obviously, Superbad and Good Boys don't have the same two co-stars. So obviously that's what makes it different. But they both had the same theme of, you know, a group of friends. It's who, friendship based. Yeah, it's a friendship based. And like role. a last chance yeah. thing a last for chance. romance. You know, uh, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, it's about like a road trip with this, you know, goal that they have to accomplish. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, Superbad and um, and uh, Good Boys. Now, what I will say is, you know, as we just said, Superbad, I've watched it hundreds of times, like a lot of times. Kind of like I have Tommy Boy. I've only seen Black Sheep. A handful same, of times. Same exact That's, thing. Yeah. And I think that came out not even two years after Tommy Boy. And again, there's a lot of overlap with the jokes. I mean, it's kind of like a an attempt at capitalization without calling it a sequel. Exactly. And I will say that uh, what I liked about Good Boys is, you know, these types of, you know, Judd Apatow or Seth Rogen movies, <laughs> they're uh, one thing they're always really good at are like the insults between the characters. Yes, I the agree banter. With that. Yeah, and I feel like... In a way, it's almost kind of like a remake slash homage to Superbad, but it had like its updated references. To, and the thing that I'm going to be the get off my long guy right now, but the one thing that fucking annoyed me was some of the names of these children: Atticus, Thor, Soren, Brixley. Which I think Ooh, could I like could even Atticus. be considered like a, a shot at the fact that like people yeah, are yes. naming kids ridiculous. How many like you know millennials have had children that? Given these, you know, next generation kids, such silly names that just stand out. I mean, like, to be real, like, my son's name is Aiden, and there's always, like, we've gone to different schools. There's always at least two or three Aidens. I mean, I have two Aidens just in my, like, 18-kid marching band program. It's just, like, we all fucked up when we were like, that's a good name. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to your son. I'm sorry. Listen, Aiden, if somehow you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Do Do sixth graders get their own cell phones? As an iPhone 8. Holy oh shit. So he can listen. It, there's a time to change. I got, I got to know where God. he's at. No, I get it. No, I'm legitimately yeah. asking. I have no it's, fucking it's idea. Very, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 14. And yeah, like, my 18-year-old brother got to I was, I was like 13 phone. or 14 when I got a cell phone. I think phone. I was yeah. 14 or 15 only because my stepdad worked for ADT, so we got free Nextel. Yeah. So I had the Nextel oh, no. pager drawn. Yeah. See, my it wasn't until senior year that I had like texting and a real phone. I had a Nokia with snake and shit until then. You couldn't. When I had a phone, you couldn't text until like my senior year. But like we had phones. Yeah. So as far as good boys, being that I put Superbad on such a high pedestal, it's it's really tough to to put to even talk about like another movie and it's same thing. And like I mentioned earlier, as far as the uh, the casting and the the launching of the platforms for some of these people, like I actually would probably correlate Superbad a lot more to an American Pie than I would a Good Boys. Yeah, where it, like true. American Pie is just hey, it's not two friends; it's an entire posse. And it's like if you took two of those people and just only made it about them and stretched out their story, it's probably Superbad, which is great because I love both movies. With Good Boys, the one thing it really lacks that I praise Superbad for is that second parallel story, which the closest thing they have is those two girls trying to get the Molly back from them. Yeah. And like, you know, that's fine and there's no issue with it, but they don't have their own real story. Like there's not a whole lot going on there. They don't really bring that much to the movie. No. They're just like the antagonist for a certain portion of it. So it does its job, but there's one story here. So it, it does not have the depth 
that a super bad has sure. no yeah. a, a a positive to it and like this probably would work with you know a lot of people and i will say that because take um role models for example okay like that 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 kid just cursing all the time like yeah ronnie ronnie like it's funny as shit now he's very funny and he performs it very well but like a kid talking like that is probably gonna work regardless but i thought all three of these kids were like really good actors for this kind of thing good they weren't just little like shits that didn't know what they were doing and i'm just laughing because it is what it is like their like nervousness, their ability to like be like scared and uncomfortable and like unknowing of all these things, like was actually very very real, and, and like, they, I enjoyed it a lot. And I thought that for it being more of a simple movie, I think they did a great yeah. job with it and brought a lot. My to favorite it. character was Lucas. Yeah, he was funny. Just because it's a lot easier to be the kid who just like curses all the time and says you know all these stuff where he's more of like the innocent one yeah he's more like the innocent one and plus i love how his mom in the movie is retta and his dad is the dude from uh get out the funny uh security guard from get out like so i have a problem with lucas and the problem is is that the black kid in stranger things is also lucas and i don't understand why like that's the only name a black kid can have and also i wish that good boys lucas was Lucas in Stranger Things? Because that character would be so much more entertaining. Because yeah. that character kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about Stranger Things real quick, I would say he's kind of like a... You probably have a lot on that, so I don't mean to steer you down a path. No, just, but like I agree with you. I mean, if this just, kid from Good Boys was in Stranger Things as Lucas, I would like Stranger Things. Would have more depth I, I love character. Stranger Things, but I would like it even more. I mean, Lucas is kind of just like in Stranger Things is kind of just like a basic character. There yes. really isn't yeah, much, much to much him yeah. compared to where the other three kids have something going yep. on with them. You know, Dustin, he's like got so much going on with like being Horizon like commercials. He, he's the one oh, with sorry, the little Demogorgon dude, and then like you know. Like, I don't have teeth. The one kid, you know, was the one that was taken to the upside down. The other kid's just like, he's just like the leader of the group, you know? So, like, then, like, Lucas and Stranger Things is just, like, non-existent to, like, everyone else. Whereas, like, if they pulled Lucas from Good Boys, you know, he would add that extra maybe comedic value or yeah. something but to would, that like, character. Like you said, like, Dustin kind of does that for yeah, them. Yeah, so, like, so I don't know how much sure, the yeah. other Lucas would add to it, but it would be something different to that character. No, wait. So, man, I got a question. Oh, you didn't see uh, Good Boys. So, I didn't uh, see Good Boys. That's why I've been I, so, so quiet. So one of the things, like, I don't know if this is true, but uh, I'm not really ruining everything, but they have that thing called, like, the SCAV, like the Student Council Against Bullying oh, or yeah. whatever. Like, I wonder if that's, like, really a thing in schools. There's, I mean... There's definitely things like that. There's definitely been, called. like, like my son, like, has been at schools, and there's definitely, like, a very serious stance against bullying, yeah. but there's not, like... Like, Gateway has, like, all in, and I don't really know what it means, but yeah. they have things where, like... They're like, we don't tolerate it, but but they also don't tell you, like, what are you doing about so, it? So, in, in school, I guess it would be great school or like middle school did you guys have like safeties yep. in middle school yep. yeah exactly so I was, yeah. I would, but they were only for crossing the street yeah, yeah. I mean they were like kind of like watching guards. hallways and like stuff on different like periods of the day I we mean we definitely yeah. didn't have anyone that was like in the fucking marks yeah I don't think ours were in the hallway I think they were only at the at, then and we, we had like crossing, crossing guards, guards still they were just there I mean yeah we yeah. Had, like when I was in Catholic school they had like it was usually like the fifth graders were like one and then like the eighth graders were one so for like, years they were hall monitors in a sense yeah but they would have See, like, stations so they were like during like the lunch periods in Catholic were school you they a would hall like, monitor at one point. I was a safety. Yeah, I was a. I was a lieutenant number one. Safety. Of course, he fucking was. No wonder you don't like super bad. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Narc, dude. But Nark. good boys. The opening scene had me fucking with Will Forte as the dad. Oh, you open up the and door. Then he walks away. He's like, "Honey, you won't believe what I just saw." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's plenty of good little oh moments God, to it, but like, it just like it didn't have any quotability for me, and maybe really. that's no. because the kids are in like sixth grade. Yeah, so. a lot of funny moments, but it wasn't anything to like right. really. So know. that's why, like, I I. I honestly think that the American Pie correlation like is slept on a lot. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't consider American Pie necessarily quotable. No, but I mean like what do you really remember? Like he fucks the pie, like what else? But at, at the time mom. that was that kind of high school movie compared to where like Super Bad was like our generation. American yeah. Pie was the one before but, us. Like was it like were people fucking pies? Were people banging each other's No, moms? but like that's kind of just one of those things where it's like you know, I think that's what, about super bad. It's a it's high school nerd curious though. You know, I, I never used food at that time, but pie. I have some oh, stories. 
<laughs> I mean, I would take Jason Biggs' character similar to like the Michael Sarah character in like those two movies. Oh, but so Michael Sarah such a little baby. I mean, I, I get that too, but I, I that's what the two. I would but so compare. was Jason Biggs. Like those, are, those Jason would be the two Biggs, I would compare. Did he bring like spermus out of lube? He would be the one to do that, though. I mean, yeah. that's super psycho. Well, no, it'd probably be that. Who was the, uh, the Shermanator? The one that the Shermanator would bring the one. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember thinking, like, when Shermanator I saw that, and Fogel are very. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot when I saw that about Michael Sarah and, like, Jonah Hill was like, that's psycho. And I'm like, it is. I'm like, who's 17? It's like, spur us out of lube. I'm like, no. No, they're good to go. We're 17. Go. Like, dried up old ladies. They're yeah. good to go. <laughs> I mean, that was a good discussion. Does anyone else have something to add? I mean, one other observation I had was uh, the the one kid in Good Boys Four. Um, he's like the kid that sings and stuff in the yeah. Rock of Ages. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels between him and Seth and Superbad. Like they're just these kids who they think they're much cooler than they actually yeah. are, but they always have something to prove. And, yeah, you know, I just kind of noted that. But the only uh, one of the things about Good Boys that bothered me was like. I, I hated the ending. Like, it's very weird. Like, it, you know, the super bad aspect of going off to college is... It made is, sense. ...is yeah. the essential one that, like, people can relate to, and Him it makes sense. The where these kids are, like, talking about the difference in sixth and seventh grade or yeah. something. Like, that's not a breaking it's point a, for anybody. Yeah. It's a You're very weird... Going. It was just a friendship story of them just kind of growing apart. Right. But did you but did you need them to grow apart? Because I don't really feel like I that really did all that much. They did, for but me. then at yeah. the end, that's why they like reconciled at the end. I mean, they kind of had like, but they only half ass reconcile because it makes it seem like they're like, yeah. okay, like we're all okay, but we're not like, friends. Yeah, anymore. you know, let's stay friends, but hang in with the other friends we made in like the last four weeks, yeah. and then let's, like that, let's just like that's hang like out. a that's like a freshman year of high school thing. So yeah. if anything, they like they should yeah. like I like I honestly forgot we're talking about until I was corrected that like I kind of thought they were in eighth grade, and I remember like no, they're not even fucking eighth grade. So I mean, they're they're, 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 they're like, very like already they were already like we've been best friends for ten plus years. Like it was established. They were like, like two weeks away from graduating high yeah. school. But then grade. like you know who your friends are. like I'm still yeah. best friends with the person that I was best friends with senior year. Like I can't imagine being. Same. Yeah, but if there's no one in sixth grade that I'm like, I still fuck with that person. I have no idea. Who well, they I are. just like I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like there's like they're, I don't remember in sixth grade like having a group of friends, and then in seventh grade being like, oh, we're so different now. Like, yeah, well, you're a no, piece of shit in no. seventh grade. Yeah, you definitely. It's. Are you saying I was a piece of shit in seventh grade? You know, I'm saying, me. I'm saying we all are. <laughs> oh. I was. Yeah, probably. I definitely was. I mean, I consider anybody me? under the age of fifteen fuck a piece you. of shit at this point in my life. So yeah. Sorry to both your kids, but it's just not my thing. <laughs> All right. Well, does anyone have anything else to add to our little... Uh... This ending was about as good as I thought Good Boy's ending was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just needed someone not to a, sing... Not uh, a super bad boop ending whatsoever. We need like, someone to sing uh, Foreigner to end this out here. Sing what? Foreigner. No, nah, I'm good. Dude, you don't want me singing at all. Who set this thing to head games? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that... Ends this episode here. I mean, this was the very first bonus episode of Popcorn and Potable. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm here with Mary, Dan, and Steve of Process Potables. And if you guys want to follow us anywhere, we are on Twitter at Process Potables and at Popcorn PPN. And you can check out our website at www.processpotables.com. So again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys later. See you at the next movie.